On today's show, we are going to get into a bunch of stuff. The Ben Simmons situation is r- raising its ugly head. It's becoming awkward. Daryl Morey said, I'll let it get awkward. And guess what? It is. And we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook's big debut for the <laughs> Lakers. Dirk made the top 75 greatest players of all time. We'll talk about that too. Compare the Ben Simmons situation with the Christoph Porzingis situation and how it could have been that. We'll talk about all that on today's Lockdown Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome, you are Locked On to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Westbrook Wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I mean, <clears throat> any night that the Lakers lose, it's <laughs> it's a good night. And there's just something about, you know, Westbrook sucking on the <laughs> Lakers that is a lot of fun to root against. So yeah, is a good first night of the NBA basketball. I, you know, I I, I put a lot of them on the Bucks this season, and Giannis winning the MVP. I feel very confident in that, and uh, I love seeing the Lakers lose. Yeah, we'll get into both of those games later. The, the implications for how the Lakers looked for the Mavericks, I think, means a little something. At least the the roster and all that, mm-hmm. and how they looked finally in the first game. So we'll talk about that. Get into a whole bunch of stuff. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can see us right now hanging out. Just you can see Isaac's what great kind of NBA shirt 2K. do you have on? This is my Ahsoka Tano shirt. Oh, yeah. do I need to know what Ahsoka Tano is? It's from Star Wars. Oh, okay. Go Star Wars. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> the Ben Simmons situation is Woo! is real is getting crazy right now because I love it. I'm sure everybody saw the reports. He was thrown out of practice on Tuesday. Get out of like, here. I kept I kept tweeting the DJ Jazzy Jeff getting thrown out by Uncle Phil on the on the Fresh Prince show. Like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where you just throw him out of the front door. Yeah. And you'd throw him out. Uh if you watch the reunion special, they said that they just kept using the same clip over and over because it was the funniest one. Uh, but to get that clip, they had to do that like a hundred times, or Jeff had to just like jump out of a a window onto a onto like this mat. So it was like that. They, they just threw him out of practice. And then TNT played some footage of Ben Simmons at practice looking just miserable and saw Ooh. him while the whole team was getting, getting together and putting their hands together for a huddle. And he's just sort of dribbling a basketball around the perimeter of the huddle and like not engaging. And then as soon as they broke the huddle, he walked straight out and all the players stayed and were like talking to each other. And he just completely Dang. left. This whole thing is getting crazy. And the reason why we wanted to talk about this today, first of all, cause it's nuts. And second of all, the Christoph Porzingis thing could have totally ended like this and could have been like this completely. We know he wanted to trade at the end of last season. We know that things were getting bad. Tim McMahon we, reported that. Yeah. Tim McMahon, yeah. Tim McMahon reported that. That's why, that's why we know because it was getting bad. It was getting bad the way that the way that it ended at the end of the playoffs. And even towards the end of last season, it was just starting to get to a point where we thought that there was it was a point of no return for the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean there were there was going to be some big changes this summer either way. Um, you know, if I think there is a uh, an an accurate uh, what if if Rick stayed, uh, if the what? front office stayed, 
you know, would KP be on this roster right now? I'm not for sure. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't want to put my odds on that, but you know, with Rick leaving that allowed them, that, that opened up a door of, okay, now we can have a different conversation about the Christoph Porzingis era in Dallas, because now we can talk about in a way, and it's a lot of it is accurate, but in a way now we can say, Hey, okay, Rick's gone. Now we can kind of put a lot of it on Rick, right? It's like, it's just the role. It was the role he played. They put him in the corner, all this stuff. Now we want to shift that narrative. We want to shift. And and I'm, I say shift the narrative. We being the Mavericks saying this, that they've been pushing this narrative for sure. And and, and I'm, and it's, it's a lot of it's true. So I'm not trying to say it's like some fake thing that they're trying to like create or anything. It's true because it's his first healthy off season that you know and they can really you know really do that so it there is a world though that you watch all this that's that's unfolding with ben simmons and say okay well what if rick didn't take the indiana job like what if rick is back like it was just a few weeks before he took that job that mark cuban you know told i think it was told mark steiner like hey rick's not going anywhere like we expect rick to be back the grass isn't always greener that was what he said and i was like i kind of agree with him (laughs) Yeah, he at, he at was the, saying the grass isn't green as far as like another coach to replace Rick right. from his side. So, and then Rick goes to Indiana, but like, what if Rick stayed? Are we having this situation? Are we having our own Ben Simmons situation to where KP's like, hey, I'm healthy and I, I'd be dang if I'm going to come back and stand in the corner again. And, and we're having all of this all over again, or not all over again, but we're having a similar situation. So I, I think... A little bit of it's on, you know, on the fact that Rick left, so it allowed him sure. to not have a Ben Simmons situation. But I think we can also praise KP and the Mavs of how they've handled it at the same time. The way the Mavericks have packaged it, the way that they have supported him and, and pushed him, and some would yeah. say coddled, but just the, the way that they've they've all come together and be like, all right, we're going to give KP what he needs, the the confidence that we believe that he can be a basketball player and not just a stand in the corner three point shooter. All the stuff that we've heard all off season has been positive and it's the the Mavs and KP are a little bit early in the timeline compared to where the Sixers and Ben Simmons were. Yeah. Sixers and Ben Simmons have been doing this for like three years. They've been, they've been saying Ben Simmons, we just want him to shoot one, three a game. We just want him to try. Like, remember that they tried ben last and Joel, year. they can play together. They can play together. They, they've tried this for like two or three years. And it finally hit a point where, you know, Ben Simmons and then the Sixers were like, I don't think this is going to work. And the other thing that we should point out is the agent situation. The agent that Ben Simmons has is a guy that makes moves and makes moves whether the other side likes it or not, right? Like Rich Paul is not a guy that's just going to sit on his laurels and uh, like, all right, we'll just let we'll just let the trade come to us. He's like, no, we're demanding the trade and we're staying out of this, right? Like we're not going to yeah. let the money come to us. We'll just go ahead and go try and find the money somewhere else. His clients are, are classic for doing that and trying to find their right spot. Uh, it's not happening with Chris Porzingis right now. And I think both sides deserve some credit. The way the Mavericks have handled it, like you pointed out, I think the way Chris Porzingis has handled all this has has been great too. I think that he could have just pouted and been like, no, say what you guys want. I know you're just trying to make, you know, you're just blah, blah, blah. It's all just noise. I know it's just going to be the same thing. I don't want to play with Luca anymore. Let's just, I'm just going to stay away. He could have done that, right? Like he to- yeah. it totally could have ended that, that whole situation like that. Uh, I'm also bringing up the Marvin Bagley situation, which uh, an- another statement came out from Jeff Schwartz, who was Marvin Bagley's agent, a different situation than-, than Ben Simmons and Porzingis because of talent and all that. But the statement was insane. But by, Sa- by a prominent agent, too. This isn't Bagley's dad or somebody releasing a statement. This is Jeff Schwartz. 
written out in a graphic with their font and their logo on it. So yeah. it's like so not like pissed. Yeah, it's not like some some you know reporter like us was just like, oh, we'll just write. The, we'll we'll it take wasn't this a clutch note. sports graphic, right? Yeah, right. Quote. Sacramento has informed Marvin Bagley he is not in the opening night rotation, which is completely baffling. It is, is it? clear they have no plans for him in the future and yet passed on potential deals at last year's deadline and this summer based on, quote, value. Instead, they chose to bring him back, not play him, a move completely contradictory to their value argument. This case study in mismanagement by the Kings organization. Like, both Ooh. of these situations in Simmons and Marvin Bagley, like the, the Chris Porzingis situation could have ended like that. And it's not. And I think that both sides deserve a little credit for it. Yeah. Dallas did such a good job of taking the blame off KP of, Hey, like he wasn't healthy. This is a healthy off season. Now they've done a really good job at empowering him and like really encouraging him and building him up, not just him personally, but also in the media, and that matters, right? I mean, we just saw what yeah, does. you know what Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers said after the playoffs, and it's like, all right, couple couple shots at Ben, and you know, I don't Ben care probably, about that man. <laughs> and I mean, the Joel Embiid comments today were incredible. I was just like, sign me up for all of this. I love that he's just being <laughs> candid and like, screw all the uh, you know the correct talk and stuff he was saying. He's like, all right, I don't care anymore. The gloves are off, so we don't care about him. But but uh. I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated to see what I think both sides kind of deserve some blame. I don't think Philly is just walking through this on, you know, on the white horse. And I, I think they've known for a while that Ben wanted out. They've yep. waited. They've embraced the awkwardness. And now you're kind of here. So you kind of got to accept some blame, too. But what Ben's doing is just kind of, you know, I don't know. Is what it is at this point. So, yeah, Chris Osborne's situation could have ended like this. With ben, like the way it is with Ben Simmons, but I think that both sides have at least come together. They've talked. They've they've come worked it together. out. And as of right now, great vibes, great vibes, like great vibes, great vibes. All right, coming up, let's get into a lot more stuff. Dirk was named to the top seventy-five greatest players of all time. We have Breaking to talk news. about that. Also, Lakers, Warriors, Bucks, Nets. We'll talk about those games, break down what we think matters for the Mavericks. We'll talk about all that. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a new product. And we've been talking about Sweatblock for a few weeks. Those wipes that stop sweat for seven days. And it seems like a lot of you guys have been listening. Seven we have friends of Lockdown who have tried Sweatblock and love it. Here's a couple of our friends that have actually tried. High school teacher. I know a bunch of you guys are teachers. I talked to you when my wife was trying to find a job here in Dallas. High school teacher said, we have a story here about a high school teacher when he'd pit out by fourth period. So basically he's getting pit stains, sweaty armpits by the fourth period. He'd hear the snickers and the whispers from his students. So he started to bring a second shirt to change into between classes. Then he heard about sweat block on our program, on lock, on one of the lockdown programs. He tried it, and now he is hooked. No more snickers, no more whispers, no more students making fun of him, no more second shirt. He gets to wear just the one shirt, and it's all because of sweat block. So if you want to check out sweat block and stop excessive sweat under your underarms for up to seven days, it's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. You get a dry shirt guarantee. Check, and it's not just for armpits, by the way. It's for chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere that you sweat, really. Check it out, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off. Again, sweatblock.com. 20% off at sweatblock.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Do we have some, like, testimonial hotline that I missed for people to call in and tell their, like... They gave us new copy. Oh, okay. They sent us new info. Oh, sweet. They gave us new points. Shout Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Let's get into the Dirk Nowitzki 
Top 75 greatest players ever, Isaac Harris. Let's go. More like top 20, but, you know, top 75. <laughs> but they're naming the top 75. He was not in the greatest, the 50 greatest players ever because I don't think he was in the league at that time. No, he, he was really early in his career, but he was named that. So I don't want to gloss by this. This was actually a really big deal for Dirk. It's a big deal for the Mavericks. He's probably... I guess Jason Kidd will probably make it. Steve Nash did make it. So, like, if you're trying to name how many Mavericks will be on this, he's the only, like, real prominent one uh, that's going to be on this list. And unless. He was, unless they'd put Luka in there. But Dirk Nowitzki was named. What does it mean for Dirk, the Mavericks, and everything that Dirk was named to this list? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a given. It was a lock. We all knew this was going to happen. You know, the release of the top 75 players, um, you know, for 75th anniversary of the season, they had the top 50, like you said. They don't have to keep the same top 50 that they had before. They're going back and revisiting some of that. So some of the players that were in the top 50 might not be in the top 75. They're releasing them in kind of three segments. So, you know, last night we got, you know, 25 players. No order, not, you know, one through 25, nothing like that. 25 players, 25 players again on Wednesday night, 25 players again on Thursday night. So they put Dirk in that first group. We knew Dirk was common sense to be in it, but we also knew Dirk um, was going to be in it also because he's in some of this NBA um, promotional stuff that they're going to be doing for a while. Um, I've really one. You guys need to be uh, subscribed to Mark Stein's Substack. A, a little while back, he uh, did a his his own like top seventy five, and I was really looking through that because I I, re- I don't know I've been really obsessed about this. And I've been looking into it. Like, he tries to make it a topic on this podcast like for the last four weeks. I've been like texting Nick. I'm like, can we do a whole pod on the top 75? And like, <laughs> what's the path for Luca and all this stuff? And I do want to bring this up. So yeah, you talked about Steve Nash, Kit, you know, all that. Does Luca have a shot? And I only say that because when you look at the top 50 back in the 90s, Shaq made it. Yep. Shaq made it, I mean, very early in his career. So I looked at, I just used Mark Stein just for the simplicity of it, of who he had as locks, some recent players. He had 15 active and recently retired players as locks. Okay. And I'm, so we're not going to do any of the older players right now. And even looking at that list, I mean, it's, it's a very obvious list of like Kobe, Steph, Tim Duncan, Durant, Kevin Garnett, Harden, AI, LeBron, Kawhi, Steve Nash, Dirk, Wade Westbrook. Now, he only had two players on, on Mark Stein's list that were in the 20s. They're, they're in the 20s right now. That's Giannis, and he had Jokic in there. In their 20s, like, age-wise. Age-wise. And I'm like, what would be Lucas? Like, could does Luca have the path right now for him to be in that? And I really wanted to make the case. I just don't think he can. <laughs> the the sh- the way Shaq made it, it was the 97 season that they they decided the 50 greatest players. It was, uh, yeah, the, ni- the 97 All-Star game, so that 96-97 season. Shaq had been an All-Star all five years, his first five years in the league. He had been in the league five years. He had also made the finals twice with Orlando. Yeah. And so... That's the he, thing. Luka just accom- doesn't have the finals appearance. He had accomplished more at that point in his in his career. Um with, now, with, there, yeah, there's some players that Mark Stein has that he gives explanations on that I know some people in the pod are like, oh my gosh, why would you have, he has Draymond Green. And he was like, I know I'm going to get crap for having Draymond Green on here. <laughs> but, and he goes on to explain why he has Draymond on here. Um, he has other players on here that ha- have title appearances. And then, so then you're comparing like 
Luca, why should Luca make it? There's players on here that I'm confident Luca is the better overall player than uh, a decent amount of players, but it's the resume, right? Like it's somebody like a Reggie Miller. It's somebody like a, you know, Paul Pierce has a title, but it, Gary Payton, like these guys have the longevity that it's like, all right, I think, you know, I would take Luca over Manu Ginobili, for instance, who's on, you know, Mark Stein's list as a top 75 player. But Ginobili has these titles. He was in the league for so long. So that's the, you know, then you start looking at some of these names who might who might not make it and starting to compare. Because he even talked about Luca at the very end. He's like, does Luca have a shot? And will he get the Shaq treatment in this? And I just don't think he will. And it's close. And the, the idea is that you're projecting, right? You're not saying what he has accomplished at this point in his career is good enough for him to make the 50 greatest or 75 now greatest players ever. It's that you're projecting, okay, he's been this good so far. We think this is going to last and he's going to end up being one of these where we're like, oh, why didn't we put Luca on this list back then? So, I'm, Well, I mean, the argument for it is no one's had the start to a career like Luca that we've seen, right? I no. mean, statistically, statistically yeah. everything. I mean, you're we have thrown out on this pod, like comparing him to Jordan, comparing him to LeBron. I mean, LeBron's one of the big ones of, you know, the chosen one coming out of high school and his early success. And it's like, well, Lucas had this like crazy statistical start. He has the accolades of the first team, all NBAs and the all-stars and rookie of the year, like all of that. He just doesn't have the title. So the case for it is dang Luca talent wise. He really is one of the best 75 players of all time. It just gets into the argument of, okay, well, he's going to pass up somebody like a, you know, Gary Payton or something or whoever it is. So, and for me, I think that this, these lists should be about like celebrating fully accomplished careers that are like, okay, we know what you've been so far. Can you tell the story of basketball with the, it's the same as the hall of fame for me. Can you tell the story of basketball with these guys? And if you leave anybody out, could you not tell the story of, and I think that warriors team needs to be, you know, a trip like, Durant made it already. Steph is probably going to make it, but I don't know about I don't know about Draymond and on that list with Mark Stein. He, he had Clay also. Yeah, but you have to. But that was a big chunk of the NBA. That was like five years of the NBA that they just dominated everything. Like they dominated yeah. regular season. They won three titles. They dominated the news cycle. Like all that kind of stuff. Coming back, bringing it back to Dirk. I think that you can't tell the story of basketball without Dirk Nowitzki. We have spent. No. So much time on this podcast. Probably a lot of you that are listening now may not have heard our whole Dirk farewell tour a couple years ago, but he 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 is <laughs> he is everything he you know he, he is said to be when you meet him, when you get to talk to him, when you sit down with him, or when you uh, just see him walk by, or when you see him take time out of his day out after a game or something like that to meet a fan that that flew so far you know away. He just does all that kind of stuff. The charity work that he does. I think that naming him to this was, is massive for the Mavericks. It gives them, boom, you're part of, of basketball history. And I don't think that every fi- franchise is going to get that. Like, are the Hornets going to get somebody like that? Are the Kings going to get somebody oh, named to this? Terry like, Rozier. I know. You, you start naming players, and not every franchise gets this. And so appreciate Dirk Nowitzki being named to this team. He is one of the 75 greatest players ever. He's higher than 75 for sure, but he's in that group for sure. Also, I mean, the, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is going to be the, well, the first, like we're going to be doing a lot of Dirk reminiscing over the next few years because this, you know, the Jersey retirement, the statue, Hall of Fame's coming up here in the next year or so. So like, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, is coming up. There was a, uh, a Mavs event with Mark Cuban and everybody and players. And I think it was called the Toast Tip-Off. 
And uh, our friend at Mavs Fan for Life on Twitter was live tweeting it. And he said, the Dirk statue is coming to the South Plaza at the American Airlines Center and his jersey retirement will be this season, according to Mark Cuban. Mm. Ooh. Let's go. So there's going to be a lot more Dirk talk. We're going to appreciate Dirk. He's named the greatest 75 players of all time. Incredible. Drew Carey is on with the TNT guys right now. I have no idea why. That's why I was very distracted during that segment because they have Drew Carey. Very <laughs> weird. Uh, there you go. Dirk deserves it. He's also going to be an ambassador for this whole thing. So I think there's going to be a lot more cool stuff that Dirk's going to do and and uh, represent the Mavs. And I think that's great. I'm all here for it. If Luca does get named, um, we're going to oh. flip out. And he deserves it. I think he. I think he does deserve it. If he gets named, like it makes sense of all the young players that could get the Shaq naming, it's Luka Doncic. Yeah. It's just unless uh, you think Giannis is that guy, because they already named Giannis to it. So unless you think Giannis is fills that position. Does Jokic make it? I don't think so. He's got the MVP. It's a little early now. If that happens, if Luka gets named, you know, we're going to be. Just give you a little taste, a little taste. <laughs> Coming up, let's get into the games that happen. Lakers-Warriors. Oh, boy, what the Lakers look like. Oh. What does it mean for the Mavericks, their playoff chances, all that kind of stuff? It's one game, but we're going to play that game. It's one game, but we're going to talk about that. Also, Bucks nets get into them. The Nets did not convince many people that they're going to have this incredible season like I predicted they are going to have. We'll talk about all that. Coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. That tastes like a candy bar. We had somebody in our YouTube comments say, why are you guys always peddling candy bars? No, 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 (laughs) no. Listen to the whole ad. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and they're delicious. We eat them all the time. And the reason why we talk about them, first of all, because they pay us. Second of all, because they're good and they're great. Right now, you can get blueberry muffin, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar in a bar. That will help you buy time between between snacks. Will help you after a workout if you need to just get some protein in. Boom, right there. You can take that with you. There's all kinds of different flavors you can get. The blueberry muffin is brand new. Rocky Road you can get. Cherry lime, peanut butter brownie, coconut, coconut almond. Uh, all kinds of flavors you can get at Built.com. You can get all kinds of other things as well. Check it out. They're also the official protein bar of the U.S. Check and Field team. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, the promo code is LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Also, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports, to bet, to wager, to gamble, all that stuff. They are the number one spot for basketball and football action this season. You can go ahead and bet on all kinds of stuff. We were talking about awards the other day. You can still go bet on that. NBA Player Futures, MVP, Luka, number one, plus 500 for Luka to win MVP. So he's not he's not like the overwhelming favorite right now. Durant is right behind him at plus 650. Giannis right there plus 650 as well so not a big gap between Luka and those two guys Steph Curry up there as well Joel Embiid James Harden LeBron James Jokic to make a return plus 1800 put 100 put 100 bucks down and if Jokic wins MVP again you win $1,800 pretty good odds go check it out bet online where the game starts use the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus again betonline.ag where the game starts All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some of these games. Lakers, Warriors. Let's start with that one. Russell Westbrook. Could he have looked worse in his Lakers debut? 
Are you worried? Am I worried for the Lakers? Uh, I think that their defense was awful. Yeah. I think that maybe is to be expected this early in a season when they didn't really treat preseason like a warm up. They treated preseason like, hey, we're just, it's a dress rehearsal. <laughs> it's like we're not going to really go out there and it's dress rehearsal. It was basically like the, the way the Lakers treated preseason was a dress rehearsal where you don't have to have the costumes, right? It was like a walkthrough. If you guys have ever done a play or a musical or something, there's the like the walkthrough and then there's the dress, the actual like real rehearsal dress rehearsal the you know the one that you you do it for no crowd basically they were not treating preseason like that what the fit with westbrook and and lebron and anthony davis it's going to be fine for the regular season they're going to eat up some minutes they're going to he's going to score a bunch of points lebron looked great anthony davis's offensive game was there he couldn't hit free throws he hit one three that was insane uh, but the defense is is problematic if you actually want to win big games I'm just fascinated by their supporting cast. Like you started DeAndre Jordan, but what are we doing? And they st- the thing is, they started DeAndre Jordan, who has not been with the team very long, and was just cast off by the Nets, who was like this big piece that they brought in and touted him as like, all right, he's on, he's there with Kyrie and Durant and DeAndre Jordan. We're like, what? What the heck? And then they gave him this big deal. It was like four years, forty million dollars. They gave him a couple years ago, and then they just cast him off like they didn't need him at all. And he starts, and then they play Avery Bradley, who literally signed with them like a day ago. <laughs> yeah, that I yeah, I mean Avery Bradley, Baysmore, Carmelo, Rondo, like just who they close games with. I'm so curious about, and yeah, I, this is yeah. I mean, I have them number two in the West, so it's not like I'm gonna like oh blah 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 blah. Like they're still gonna be a good regular season team, but I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I think it is a little like. If AD or LeBron like goes down, are you? I mean, for sure, they, it could be the same thing as last year for the Lakers. Like, like Caruso was good defensively, and yeah. like you had, like I feel like the Lakers had some had good, def, you know, defenders. And you get rid I, of you get rid of Caruso, Kuzma, and KCP, and that matters for your defense. Yeah, so I think I mean. As much misery that they can be in, the the better. I, I love, <laughs> I love all of it. And you know what? They lost a key assistant coach that could be a, you know, Ooh, Jason two. Kidd, Jason Kidd, and Greg St. Jean. They lost both of them. And they lost Jared freaking Dudley. <laughs> oh, for sure. LeBron was actually mad about that. So, their supporting cast. They'll get Taylor Horton Tucker back. They'll get. Kendrick Nunn back. I don't know if that fixes everything. It's at least going to make it a little no. bit better, a little more. I don't palpable. care about them in the regular season. They'll be fine. The playoffs, they got to figure out the rust crap because but, I, I don't think this. I don't think I don't think he'll be this bad. But I don't think you can just write this off either and be like, doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Somebody tweet. I think I saw Dalton Trigg tweet this where there's a time. There's a Westbrook timeline. First, like. 40 games of the year, you're like, this is the worst player in the NBA. And then there's a break. And then it's like, this is the best. Then the next 40 games, this is the best player in the NBA. And then the playoffs, there's it just like all goes to, you know, yeah. <laughs> to hell, basically. Okay, let me ask that. this, though. Anything, do you feel any different about the Warriors? Because if the Warriors really get that Bielitsa and they get that Jordan Poole, then like... And triple-double Steph? That's fine. No, whatever about that. But like, I mean, but Steph didn't shoot well. He he shot eight of he shot five of twenty one. He shot two of eight from three, and they still won the game by like double digits. Yeah, that isn't I mean, happening last year. That wasn't happening last year, really. And so, the, I guess the difference was just Jordan Poole, and then coming but off like, the bench, Bielitsa. And David let's Lee bring this back game. to Dallas. Bring this back to Dallas here. 
when you can when you can hit on guys like Jordan Poole, when you can hit on a guy like Jordan Nora for uh for Milwaukee, Bucks, yeah. and it's like you find these guys at these super cheap you know, dollar amounts, but if like you can if you could get these guys in like a key part of the rotation, this is why a guy like Josh Green would be huge for Dallas if they can make him hit like that. But it's like you're watching Jordan Poole tonight. It's like, man, you're you're looking at the signing of Bielitsa. I'm like, man, look, he fits so like he played so well for them tonight. And I'm like, man, he just fits. Like this, he's about to have his best season of his career right now. And yeah, and uh, the same thing, you know, with Nora out of Louisville. And it's like, man, we were texting about him during the game. I'm like that him. I mean, that would be huge for, for Milwaukee this year. It would be huge. I also watched the Lakers roster, and I was like, man, I start feeling a little bit better about Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, like even Dwight and Willie like, and Trey Burke. I was like, I'm feeling a little bit better about these guys because that's what the rotation could be. It could be just a bunch of cast-offs from, from other teams. And I think the Mavericks ro- like role-play rotation, at least compared to the Lakers. Now, compared to other teams, it's not – the best, but I think compared to the Lakers, at least it's looking pretty good. Well, I mean, they at least have young legs, so they can at least <laughs> run run a little and bit. Usable legs. Um, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, you know, one Patty Mills looked great for them. That was awesome, you know, to cool. see him. But I mean, I just feel as confident as ever in my Giannis MVP pick. Milwaukee, the best record in the league. I just think they're going to be a machine this year. Like they. And and you know they were hype. You know they heard all the you know all the dialogue this summer of oh, oh the sure. Bro- if Brooklyn was healthy they wouldn't win. And Giannis just he's so much fun to watch, man. And the demeanor of these two teams was on display so like like you could see it. It's so it's so easy to see because the Bucks are they take the lead from Giannis and Giannis is I'm gonna go after this. I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna go get this rebound. I'm gonna go after the bucket. I'm gonna go after the the rim and. Harden and Durant are like, I'm just going to lay back, let the game come to me. And then in the fourth quarter with like 10 minutes to go, I'm going to start trying now. Now I'm going to yeah. start trying. We're 10 points away. We're going to start trying now. And just the flow of the game for the rest of the players just doesn't, it doesn't work. It didn't work for them in that situation. Now that Nets team is still just going to be able to do that and chill. And then at, you know, 10 minutes in the fourth quarter, go on some 20 to two run or something like that and win a whole bunch of games because they have that kind of firepower on offense. But yeah, when those two, when these two teams go head to head, you just see the difference in in their demeanor. And maybe it'll serve the the Bucks better because they're just going to be going after it. I thought the Bucks rotation was really suspect, though. <laughs> if you start looking at it, I actually uh, like some of the players. I mean, they played twenty seven minutes of Jordan Nora. Like, good for him. He had a good game. Hit a couple of threes. Had a good offensive game. Uh, Thanasis and and Jordan Nora playing together. I was like, oh my gosh. And then they threw in Justin Robinson and. Uh, but they're going to get Bobby Portis back. So they didn't yeah. have any backup bigs. Bobby Portis Dante's still, still hurt, right? Steven Chenzo is going to come back. And they also have Rodney Hood, who's kind of like a flyer veteran mm. type guy that they can bring in. So the rotation will get a little bit better, but it did look kind of rough. I was like, oh, man, after Giannis, Drew, Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Grayson Allen, Pat Cotton, Pat Connaughton, you're like, oh, that's like seven players. And then <laughs> you yeah. got nothing else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all is well in, in the NBA world when – you know, coach bud decisions are being criticized on Twitter. <laughs> oh, oh, we're we're back. right back. He just we're won a back, title. <laughs> and we're like, what are these lineups he's doing? What is this? What is this? Oh, on the other side of things, I saw a nice James Johnson missed layup. Missed those, man. Hey, get off him. I love sorry, James Johnson. Sorry. Sorry. It was the honest stopper for him tonight. Put him in there against him. A lot of forced passes to Nick Claxton for the Nets. 
Yeah. They were just trying to feed him. He finished six of nine from the field. Did uh, did Kyrie take a shot tonight? Neither on the court or off the court, I was told. Just kidding. I wasn't told that. There you go. So I, I think on the Eastern Conference side, what it means for the Mavericks is, I don't think either of these two teams look like a dominating, like, Warriors in 2018 team. Like, none of these teams, I think, look like. Oh, on the West? Lakers, Nets, Bucks. Those are the top three teams a lot of people think, right? Those are the top three title contenders. I don't think any of them look unbeatable. Where you just look at a team and you go, oh, the, the Mavs can't even match up with those teams. No, my biggest takeaway from the night of the four teams that played was, ooh, I think the Warriors will will be a little bit better than what I, I think the Warriors will hold for it until Clay gets back. Yeah. And that was my biggest takeaway. Mine was I don't think any of these three teams that are title favorites are that like intimidating. <laughs> basically. I think the Bucks are. I mean, I I think the Bucks and Nets are more for me than the Lakers, but sure, yeah, but they're not. They still have their flaws. Yeah, yeah. So there. I so mean, have Mavs. you felt that way about any team since the Golden State Four Horsemen? No, I mean the the Miami Heat teams, and then there was the the Warriors no. teams, and we had JJ Barea. Does it? <laughs> there you go, guys. That's our breakdown of the games. We will be back. The Mavericks play a basketball game on Thursday. We will be breaking that down post game. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavericks. Go listen to Locked On Fantasy Basketball for your second listen of the day. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball podcast. He is dominating on the podcast side and the YouTube side. It's free and available on all platforms. Go check it out. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Boom.